And now, the Street Photography Magazine podcast with your host, Bob Patterson. Welcome back to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm Bob Patterson, publisher of Street Photography Magazine. And we have Fred Ranger back with us today. He's been on before. And uh, so it's good to have him back. He's a visual storytelling guy, visual storytelling expert, which is what we talked about last time he was on. And uh, he's a YouTuber. He is a a gear junkie. And we just talked about, we're not going to talk about gear today. Me, I don't know, maybe with graphic stuff. I don't know. And uh, so he's always good to talk to, really, just about anything. And he's from, uh, Fred is from Montreal. He's from up north. So uh, welcome and bonsoir. Did I say that right? Oh, yes, absolutely. I said bonsoir. Yeah, that's a. One Thank you so much. Two French words. I know. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. I think you should uh, you should do more French. Maybe we do a French show next time. But uh, it's so 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 happy to be back, uh, Bob. It's been uh, it's been a couple uh, a couple months, couple of years, maybe uh, since. Nah, uh, no, maybe. no, I don't know. A year, something like that. Maybe a year. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, tell me this. Yes. Okay. Since you're a native French speaker, why does French have letters at the end of a word? And you don't pronounce it. Yes, that's uh, that, was that a plan question. or, you know, language just, you know, kind of evolves, <laughs> I guess. Right. <laughs> I guess we like to make uh, simple things more complicated. But at the same time, I've heard French is more poetic. So maybe it's something. Oh, absolutely. It just it sounds so cool and classy that I'm afraid to even say bonsoir because I, you know, <laughs> I just feel like a clod. Yeah. yeah, you just have to put a little accent to it and you can say any words and then it sounds like French, you know, like a <laughs> just like you just put a, cool. just put a little accent to it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, we were supposed to come to Montreal and I wanted to connect with you while we were there and we didn't do it. We uh, changed plans at the last minute and went to Greece. This is uh, not too shabby either. I think uh, I uh, would... Uh, I would have loved to meet you in Greece. That would have been even better. <laughs> that would have been neat. I just, I love Canada though. I mean, I used to live right across the lake from it, Lake Erie. And yeah. we went there a lot. Matter of fact, we spent our honeymoon oh. in Montreal 46 years ago today. Well, yesterday was our anniversary. So, congrats. Uh, wow. Yeah. Felicitations. Yeah. Felicitations. There you, you go. Know, thank you. Merci. So, uh, uh yeah just uh i I love canada we we were all set to go up there wanted to get away from the virginia heat and what we do we went to greece where it was even hotter i think right now it's just uh yeah it's a worldwide problem (laughs) it is it is yeah some people still don't admit it but we're not going there either yeah so anyway fred well the reason uh reason we invited fred back we he uh, submitted a, a story to be published in the magazine i was so glad to see it come through and uh, and the name the name of it was humans after all and so we put it in the queue to publish and then not too long ago ashley Rifo, our our our, our uh, editor um she's really into blurb by the way Nice. And she gets their newsletter and she gets her, the newsletter comes through and she reads it. And there's an article about you publishing a zine, which is that same 
the, the same story, humans after all. And, I, and she goes, you know, we ought to get him on the podcast to talk about his experience publishing that. And then we can publish the publish the article or the photos with the uh, story. You know, I don't think I asked you about that part. Is it okay? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. okay. For me, it's about getting the, the work out there. And uh, uh, the more people that, that sees it, the, the, the merrier. And uh, it's a conversation starter. And, and like you said, I was a bit uh, surprised, to be honest, uh, that Blurb reached out and said, hey, we want to we feature it. So I guess it's now in their staff pick section. Um, so very happy about that. Uh, again, I, I did this because I wanted to share my, my work and it's taking a life uh, in and of itself. So I'm, I'm happy to see that. Yeah, that's great. I, um, yeah, as soon as I saw that, I, I bought a copy. Thank you. And it's really nice. Very well done. Um, and, uh, you know, you do lots of different things. Like I said, you're a YouTuber, you know, you you blog and uh you have a great podcast um and you know being a storyteller what prompted you to have your work printed like this i mean it's not easy to do to get it right um was it more for a learning exercise or a hundred percent this is this is a great question i love this question because you know some people are asking me like why, why even you know publishing a, a magazine in, in 2023 when everything happens online and so on. And actually that was for that very reason that I decided to say, you know what, let's, let's try a different type of medium. I was kind of fed up with the instant gratification type platform like Instagram and so on, nothing against those platforms, but I wanted to see my work in a, in a different light. And I wanted to see if I could edit, not editing in the, you know, Lightroom type of, uh, of, of way of seeing it, but more editing a sequence of photos that actually mm -hmm. makes sense together. I've never done it in the past. I do have, you know, small projects or sometimes I shoot around a theme, but gathering images that were based on something larger than just the individual, the individual images themselves, that, that was for me a learning process and also getting them into a sequence where I think that there's a sense to it. And that was also another learning experience. And I, I will admit, I will say, and I'm not paid by Blurb. I paid like anybody else, my, my stuff. I'm not sponsored by Blurb at all. I actually used the service and they reached out afterwards, but the it, they made it very easy. So I remember back in the day having to work in Illustrator and InDesign. Mm -hmm. So I'm just to get, and I, I'm sure you're, you can relate with your, your past experiences, but mm -hmm. with, with that little software, I think it's called BookWrite, if I remember correctly, on the Blurb site, you download it. You start putting your photos, you can do multiple edits. You can actually uh, see it um, in different uh, angles and so on. Then you decide your paper, the price and everything. So for me, it was uh, that part was the easiest part. The hardest part was the, how do we even start assembling something that makes sense together? And I learned tremendously throughout the, the experience. And most importantly, when I saw it printed, and yes, I do some prints here, but I know Blurb has you know very good quality products when i saw it printed i'm like wow okay sometimes we forget that when you see your work printed this is where the magic happens yeah tired of looking at screens so um for all those reasons i decided to go ahead and also try to put it on my website um and if people like you know like you just did want, want to buy it then it then it's there but it, it wasn't the intention was it to make money or anything like that as you know in the publishing world not a lot of money to be made in printing stuff these days <laughs> so it wasn't the intention it was literally to 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 learn through it and to make my art 
uh, accessible in a different form than just the digital form. So, uh, so you actually used BookRite. That's interesting. Um, I know I actually has been working with it for a while. Um, we, we've been experimenting, hopefully possibly doing some type of printed version of the magazine or part of it. And, uh, and then I I also plan to uh, do something similar to do to a do a personal a zine of my personal work, and uh, which is one of the reasons that prompted this. See, a lot of things I do, I have a question about something myself, so I'll do a podcast about it and talk to somebody who knows a lot more about it than me. But, um, like I said, Ashley's been messing around with it, and she didn't really like book book right. She prefers to use InDesign and uh but you just said it was very easy to use so did you just not feel like spending the money for indesign which is not cheap and it, you know the end product is great so yeah you know, why would uh, you do anything else i guess honestly bob the at the end of the day it was the um the fact that it was so easy and well integrated with blurb that I use a uh, book, right? And also um, I understand that InDesign is very powerful software. I've used it. Oh, in the, yeah. I actually have it in the Adobe suite, like, like a lot of other creators out there, but I wanted to also simplify it to, to, to the, 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 the most efficient way to get from uh, having an idea and publishing it. And I, I said, let me give it a try. The first one I published was through uh, InDesign. This is my second zine actually. Um, but, that one is is through a book right the little software from from blurb and it took that again like i said that was the easiest part was using the software it's very intuitive not necessarily the best ui in terms of like look and feel mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it gets the job done and you're one step closer than hitting that send to blurb or publish button and it's well integrated also with their paper selection price selection and so on and so forth it's all you know within the software so Again, uh, different ways to get there. You can definitely use InDesign and even Lightroom. There is a plugin in Lightroom to publish a blurb book directly. Yeah. From. It's a stripped down version. I, I will say like there's less arrangement possible and so on. But if you know your way around Lightroom uh, pretty, pretty well, you'll be able to, to use it and just pretty much similar to BookWrite. But BookWrite gives you a, a little bit more control over the, the overall experience and over the overall uh, product well for those who are interested in doing something like this but haven't started yet tell us where do you start yeah that's the that's <laughs> the hard part that's the, 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 the software part is the easy one so basically what i what i done is spent countless hours going into my library and i have hundreds of thousands of photos down there yeah. to identify you know some themes and so on and for me the one that was coming back is those scenes where i see humans being humans and we hear a lot of negative news online and in the news and so on and so forth and i wanted to give back a bit more humanity in you know just regular scenes that we see every day in all those cities in the world and put back the human at the center and not necessarily something that's grandiose or that's unique and so on and so forth but just small little stories fragments of life that are beautiful that that looks like a poem and that that's my closest explanation of mm. of, uh, of that little zine and i started to see 
you know, the, the, I will, I will invent a word. I'm okay. It's okay because I'm French. So the beautifulness, I don't know if that's a word in English, uh, of, of humans doing their thing. So, I mean, there are photos in there. That's just, you know, four old Italian, uh, dudes sitting at, on, 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 on a window and they're just waiting for the bus. And for me, they're just, they're, they're, this is a magical scene. They're all like, they have white hairs and they're, they're dressed incredibly similarly, uh, with their, uh, dress shirt and so on. So for me, that's just one moment I was passing by. It will maybe never come back in time, but for that frame, for me, that was the beauty of life is just, just old friends spending time together, waiting for the, for the bus together. Another one is, uh, about a scene where there's a, a woman interacting in, in Portugal with some cats. That's the, the photo that's next to the one I just did. Mm -hmm. And that interaction, again, it's a fragment. It's a, it's a, as, as we know, photographers, it's a, it's a fragment of a second that existed. I captured it. And for me, it's, it's kind of an odd to life and odd to be human, human. Uh, it doesn't really matter who, where you're from, what's your background, where you're going. It's that in that instant, I was able to capture that moment in time that will never come back. So that was kind of the theme behind it. And, uh, it was great to see that. I had some photos in there that worked. So I said, okay, so this is one photo, two photos. And then all of a sudden you've got 300 photos and then you have, you have to skim it down uh -huh. to be the best one. So that, that whole process was fun, uh, especially with a glass of red wine. I recommend a glass of red wine doing it <laughs> <laughs> to go through only one. Well, that that's depends if it's Friday or not, but, uh, no jo jo jokes aside that that process took the, the longest, um, of the whole process of, of doing the, the magazine. So just identifying those photos. And then once you have, you know, a little collection in Lightroom, I started to sequence them in literally printing smaller versions of them, uh, with my printer that I have here, just to see how they would match together. If mm -hmm. I, if I can tell a story from one image to the other. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't work. It doesn't have to, to, to be a, a full blown story from the cover to the, to the back cover of the, the magazine, but I thought it would be nice. Sometimes it's a, it's visually completing the other image. Sometimes it's literally the theme that is similar. So I tried to sequence it that way. And, uh, and at the end of the day, yeah, I, I ended up with, uh, with enough images to print a, a, a little zine and, um, and then like, like we just mentioned, I used the, the software to, uh, to upload it to the blurb. And also I said, oh, okay, so can I make this also available digitally? Because I, I thought that some people, and it's kind of expensive to be honest, like to buy. And again, thank you, Bob, you bought one copy and some, some other people bought physical copies, but I said, can I do also a PDF version? And most surprisingly, a lot of people are interested in that digital version also. So I made, I made two version one that is, uh literally the printed copy that's shipped to your house. And that's all done through blurb and one that is uh, on the PDF front that people can just look on their iPads or uh, even the phone, but I don't recommend looking at it on the phone. Yeah. No, I highly recommend getting the printed copy. It I just, think that's the best experience. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's no substitution. That's from somebody who makes a living with a digital magazine, but I mean, really there's, there's no substitute for it, especially if it's printed well, which this is. I'd like to take a quick break to thank the Street Photography Magazine subscribers for your support. We couldn't do this without you. You may have noticed that we don't sell advertising or sponsorships in the podcast or inside Street Photography Magazine itself. And that's because we want to be completely objective about the work we publish and the services and gear that we cover. 
our only constituent is you, our listeners and readers. So if you like what we're doing, you can support the show by subscribing to Street Photography Magazine. It's only $5 per month, and you can do it by visiting streetphotographymagazine.com slash subscribe. And now back to the show. So you said you narrowed it. You found 300 photos. Mm -hmm. I mean, did you, did you like have some ideas? Well, I was in Portugal at this time. I think there's a couple there that are good. And, you know, I remember those old guys from Italy, you know, and then you go to find them uh, or, or did, or did you just start thumbing through all your photos? I'm about ready to do that. You know, I've got like almost a hundred thousand in my Lightroom catalog and, and so hopefully, uh, Bob, you did use some sort of sorting system or, you know, marking or pick like picks and non-picks and so keywords, on. Keywords, yeah. Keywords. So so for me, yes, I I do have a, every year I do kind of a best of selection. Oh. I also like to use the stars and the pick and unpick uh, features in, in Lightroom. So I already had a couple key images to work around. It's like when you're building your, your dream team, your hockey dream team, you have your franchise player. So I had those. You know, four or five photos that I know over the twelve past twelve years of photos that I have in my uh, Lightroom catalog. I'm I'm sure they were, you know, the 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 anchor piece, if I can say. And then I I started to build around those key images, um, and some of them were actually I will call them B sides, like we say in music. So some of them the some photos that didn't work alone, but oh my god, okay, it uh -huh. actually works with that other photo that's an anchor type photo that I have in the in the magazine. Um, so I can only imagine when you do a book, it must be such a complex puzzle to assemble yeah. together. I just did this with, you know, 20 something images. So when you do like more than that, it must be very hard. But for me, going to those anchor images, those images that I know fitted well with the theme and building around them was easier than just going through to your point, 115,000 oh. images one by one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm going to go through mine just uh, hopefully, you know, maybe it's a wintertime thing and maybe I'll find some surprises in there, things that I forgot that I passed up from 1990 or whatever <laughs> happens to be in there. I want to see those. Were those shot on film? Yes, they were. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, well, let's see. I'm trying to remember when I started with digital. What year was that? Probably 2000 and actually i had a little i'm getting off track here but yeah i had a one of those little kodak wow. digital cameras and we went to new york february of 2002 and they were still tearing out all the rubble from 9-11 which by the way we happened to be recording on 9-11 um and uh I took a lot of photos around there, so it was it was around that time period where I started shooting digital. I can't find those pictures now. I'm really really pissed at myself. Anyway, uh, I'm losing track. <laughs> um, so, how did you narrow down from 300? That's that's a lot. Was it pa painful? Yes, yes, <laughs> because you're saying no to some images that yeah that you are emotionally, if I can yeah. say, quote, quote, attached to. But that doesn't fit the, the and this is where the, the learning experience was so yeah rightful. it's i'm not publishing a series of nice images here i'm trying to publish something that people will go through and and leave with something you know leave, understand or, or 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 bring somebody to think about the world in a different way so it's very very different 
than what I'm used to, which is, you know, publishing on the social media platforms or my own website even. So for that, uh, it was hard because I had to say no to some photos, also say yes to some photos that were not necessarily um, ultimately a natural fit, uh, but they were fitting very well within this context. So, uh, so yeah, so it was hard to do, but at the end of the day, it feels so much more rewarding when you finish a product like that, mm. than again, another nice image you share on social media or other touch points. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, was there, did you, I mean, how did you get to the end to press the button to upload it? I mean, what? Did you just like say, okay, that's enough. I'm, I'm just going to do this. Or did you have a deadline set for yourself or was there some aha moment you had? It's a great question. Uh, the, the, we have, you and I have a luxury to run a podcast. I also have a YouTube channel. So what I did is I announced it on one of my videos. So I didn't have a choice. I said, I'm publishing this on, I forgot the data. Uh, it's yeah. like quitting smoking, right? You, you tell your friends, you're like, I'm, I'm quitting next Friday. And then everybody's like, did you quit? Did you quit? So, uh, so uh, I, yeah, I, I set a, you know, date for myself and I respected it just like if I was on an assignment or if I was working with a publisher and so on, just because I wanted to be in that mindset. If not, then I have a million other projects that are in the works, mm -hmm. but that never see the day of light. So getting uh, yourself or, or setting yourself some target dates and so on, that helps a lot. I also uh, bounce some ideas with my girlfriend, who's also avid photographer, and she mm. actually, it, it enticed her to produce her uh, first as uh -huh. uh, she produced for her for now, but she might, you know, get it to market at some point. But uh, she was also a, a great help and of saying, hey, you know what? You know, you might want to rethink about this and look at this photo, but hey, don't forget, you said you would be publishing it on that date. So again, that target date was key. And at some point, it's uh, it's like uh, having a baby. It's it's out, it's out. <laughs> There's no coming back. Uh, that's right. That's right. So how long, I mean, from when you first decided to do this to when you uploaded the final version to Blurb, how long was it? Like a year? Three months. Three uh, months? Well, okay. Yeah. So again, it's a zine. It's not a not a full blown book. I would have taken. Yeah. I guess, a oh year. yeah. Maybe. I talked to Phil Penman on on my podcast, and he said uh, his book process was like two years. And Dotan oh, is the one who released, I think, two books in three years. But to get there, and the, the the sheer amount of work and every day for a full year working on that editing and that you know processing and so on, it's just uh, it's just crazy. So for that zine, three months, I thought it was a nice. Um, period of time because I also want to release other zines, so I want to I want this to be done and then to to get on to the next one. So at, at three months rate, I think I can I can sustain and I can do you know pretty much. I would love I would love to have uh, one zine a month, but that's too much work. Uh, that's that's definitely not healthy. Yeah, you have to pay the bills too. Exactly, <laughs> and you travel. Are you still traveling a lot? Yes, yes. I just came back from London. I have a couple of shots. I'm really excited about that. I took while I was down there. And um, they're going. So see, that's the other thing. Doing this has brought a different mindset uh -huh. for me. So now when I come back from a trip, whether it's work related for or for pleasure, um, I put them in my Lightroom. I let them sit there for a couple weeks, even months. And then I go back to them and then I start seeing, seeing themes, which I, again, I wasn't seeing before doing these type of, of projects. And I, I quite like that. 
because I think it's making me grow as a as a photographer, as an artist, as a storyteller. You did mention that this is my focus in in life, uh, and that's something I want to invest even more time reflecting on. How can I tell more, uh, you know, impacting or interesting visual stories? And that's one way to do it. It's not the NLB all, but it's it's one tool that I have in my tool set to uh, to get there at some point. And you said you you printed the photos out first and then probably just put them on the floor and slid them around it would you make just like four by sixes yep yeah basically with my little uh epson printer i have at home and so it's a good printer but yeah um, just smaller size sequence in front of me and looking at like uh, and that, by the way that's the, the the you see that in movies like when they put everything on the floor and yeah it works like sometimes just mm -hmm. the big picture zooming out and looking at it from a different angle not in the computer um, I feel that, Bob, this is the episode where we, we talk about the benefit of printing and, and not just uh, digital and computer and Lightroom and so on. I think there's a case for us in 2023 and beyond to have more physical things, you know, like holding on a photograph, holding up a photograph and, and, and looking at it in a, in, a, in a different light. I think for me, that's, uh, that's very important, at least F24. So, uh, you know, next year will be all about uh, printing. I think I'm I'm getting more and more excited about. Uh, yeah, I started, got back into printing this year. I mean, first year I got a I got a nice printer, Canon, and uh, so I've been printing for myself and for some of my subjects. I'm doing a jazz project, so I print a lot of photos for the people taking their time to allow me to photograph them while they're performing or rehearsing, and you know it's the least I can do. So I. Uh, which which brings up a concern I have about making a zine. Um, you know, it's it's pretty tricky and difficult to get what's on my screen to look right on paper, and uh, I still have yet to to calibrate my monitor and uh, and all that stuff. I mean, I'm sure that helps a lot, but um, like you. You probably didn't really have high expectations for the four by sixes that you printed, to, other than just to help you do the, the layout. But uh, did you have to do anything special to make sure it looked right in the magazine? Because now you're dealing with a third party somewhere else, and I understand that it's not always the same printer. And you know, I'm uh, Ashley may order one next week that'll be printed by another print shop somewhere else. Yeah. And, uh, but it looks really good. And you, you've got monochrome and color and they just look really, really nice. Did you have to do a lot of practice runs to, to get it right? Or, you know, is it what you saw on your screen is what you got? And then well, it's funny you say that the first yeah. scene, if you go back to my, to my website, it's all in black and white because I was afraid that the color. Yeah. Would out there uh, so I, I i selected uh, and it was a, a precise project where it was silo number five in montreal it's an old building and i just mm -hmm. shot it in black and white back then and and printed it in, in black and white here i i used the tools that were available from blurb they do have a, a little profile color profile that you can download oh really yeah uh, proofing uh, but again it's through pdf so, so so it's hard it's it's really hard to get to a point where you're like i'm sh i'm exactly sure of the colors that will come out. I think at the end of the day, it is a zine. It's not a book. This is not mm -hmm. a Merritt books that's going to be printed the hundred thousand copies and all over the world and people looking at the same thing. So you have to trust the process. 
so far I've, I've printed a couple through blurbs some of my friends bought it too and it's pretty consistent to be honest i don't know how to do it i don't know the back end we would have to ask uh, maybe uh, dan milner who now works with uh with blurb uh, mm. uh, or whoever at blurb to explain to us maybe it would be nice to have it have someone on, on the podcast to talk about how they do it but it, consistency is is oh, there yeah. and i know and i said it on the little mention i did on my podcast but it's really photographers and people who understand creators and the importance of having a quality product uh, that works at blurb and, and it shows it shows on on the actual end result so uh, i don't see anything on there that makes me go like oh okay so this is definitely not how i you know, processed it and or the color i was going for it's pretty much bang on and it's even the contrast and so on and you mentioned the black and white so uh, at the end of the day I, i'm very satisfied with the the outcome again the tools that they have little icc profile that you can download you can do proofing through pdf you can print your own copy here but it's all there's so much so many variables when you print as you know bob so you have to trust the process a bit and and there's a portion of it that is in the printer's hand at this point yeah well, did you have to use tiffs or do you just you sent them jpegs or is it a PDF. Irish JPEG. Irish JPEG. Okay. Yeah. 300 DPI. Um, Irish JPEG, the, the largest quality, like the no, no compression. And, um, and they tell you uh, also within the, at least in the BookWrite software, if your file is, uh, is optimized for their platform, uh, they'll tell you uh, also uh, the format and the pixels and all this great stuff, depending on the size, because that's one size of the, that's kind of the typical size for the magazine, but they have plenty of other size. You can do a square version of it and do pretty much what do you want, uh, what you want. So, um, yeah. And they're pretty good also at the helping you along the way. I, I had one question that got answered in like, you know, five hours, uh, because I had a question for, for the printing, uh, process and the monetization process. And they're, they're pretty good at replying rapidly to you. Wow. Well, wow. what about like the paper? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Say that again. <laughs> I said it sounds like a blurb ad, but I yeah, it does. It does. No. Uh, yeah. And uh, no, uh, no affiliate links here. <laughs> We're not an affiliate for anything. I don't know if you are, but um, I'm not. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, it it just seems to be the go to, you know, the Do you know of any other platform, Bob? Like I, I searched and uh, I for the the all-inclusive like you know yeah. you design it you print it you monetize it i, I haven't seen any other company. I've, I've seen some but i can't remember who they are yeah. but then i haven't done a lot of research either and i know so many people who've used blurb that uh and you know they've been, been pleased with the results i figured you know why why go somewhere else and it's not it's not a commercial I, we're just i'm just talking here um yeah, what about the paper? I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's lots of paper choices, and I, I like I like the paper you use. It feels really nice. Um, and or is this just like paper choice number one? You know, or yeah, they did have a, a couple choices. This is the standard one. Uh, yeah, so they have okay. one that's actually even more that's thicker and that's a bit more robust. Uh, that's just the, um, 
the one that's yeah to your point the first option in there the cheapest quote-unquote option uh, that they have and it's already very good quality so uh, i'm like you i'm like wow okay so maybe i tried the the the, the quality uh even b a better quality uh, next time and uh, and see how that goes but i'm already really impressed by the the quality of this one uh, i remember when apple was uh doing uh, book prints uh, in the past mm -hmm. and it wasn't that uh, that good of a of a quality in terms of the paper size yeah well that's you know that's what blurb does apple does lots of things of course, of course they're a lot bigger too but you know yeah other than that so uh, did you have any big surprises or what surprises did you have that that you didn't expect good yeah. or bad the, on the good side was the 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 process was so easy i thought it would be harder to produce a, a zine in in 2023 uh or 2022 that one was was may 2023 yeah and um it was so easy so the process was was seamless the one thing i will say though is that when you add all the cost i was surprised at the cost of a magazine in 2023 yeah when, for the end user and for myself if i want a copy so when you you factor in shipping plus the cost of the magazine itself it's like wow it can, can be 20 bucks you know for 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 a magazine so um i thought it would have it would have be cheaper than that so i guess that's why a lot of people are going for the pdf version at uh, 6.99 canadian even cheaper us mm. uh, so that's that's surprising because uh i know things uh cost money i know things are going up inflation and all this stuff but uh it's a it's a, it's a big decision when you decide to buy somebody's magazine for 20 25 bucks you know it's a you could have put it somewhere else so i'm i'm grateful for everybody who's putting in <laughs> you know their money to, to to see my to see my stuff yeah speaking of that how's uh you know how have sales been i'm not, not asking for hard numbers i mean you've been happy with it and are you, are you getting a good feedback from the people who have bought it yes so 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 it's two twofold the first one i'm actually flabbergasted by the, the the number of of sales and that includes both printed and pdf uh, every time there's an order that comes in i'm like wow okay so this is literally somebody who ordered my stuff and and the numbers i i thought i would like be like 50 or something max you know like top with both mm -hmm. formats and we we surpassed that uh, uh more than more than two times so that 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 for me is already a win and this has been out since may you know 2023 so it hasn't been that long and the second part of it is what we're doing today so you know people reached out because they want to chat about it sometimes it's a podcast sometimes it's another youtube video or sometimes it's you know uh, uh blurb themselves that want to feature it and talk about it uh, they asked me if i could do also uh, a longer form interview which i think will be published at, at some point also oh good video wise yeah so so it's bringing me a lot of um, possibility to to talk about the work i i do in a in a different light again than just instagram and my website and work that i do for for you know for for clients and so on so it, it it brought me a lot to be honest and it it, want, it makes me want to do more that uh, type of of uh, magazine and also also explore different formats so this is the the traditional you know magazine format but i'm like can i do a book at some point and and for, for all, i know for all photographers it's kind of the the end goal and i'm yeah. nowhere to be close to being able to you know call myself a, a bookmaker and but again they they make they, they make it a little bit easier for you to even dream about having a a coffee table book at some point in your life or, or your career 
Yeah, maybe you'll just hear from Penguin Press or something. We'll see that. And I go, hey, let's sign this guy up. Uh, I know that uh, I'm not yeah. uh, putting my future uh, <laughs> uh, with that hope, but I, I, it's just fun uh, to see the the new doors that it uh, that it opened for me. So, uh, so yeah. So, so all in all, I recommend uh, everybody to try it because again, it's it's uh, it's not a in, outside of your time. Uh, a couple of uh, you know bottle of red wine. That's it. So for to do the editing. <laughs> Keep bringing up that wine thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm from Montreal, right? So you, you, you are. I uh, hear. Uh, I hear weed is light illegal up there now too. Hopefully, it is too. So <laughs> whatever uh, <laughs> folk, uh, you can, uh, you can do uh, whatever you want. But uh, no, I, honestly, I recommend it because it's it's just and it, it makes you revisit yeah. your library, which uh, you're about to do uh, also on your side, Bob. So you'll you'll see in there, you'll be like, wow, I took that image, I I took that photo. It, it will bring some memories back. So it's it's only positive. Uh, it, the, the end product is interesting. It's a zine and people can buy it, can watch it. But for you as an artist, it actually brings you into places that you're like, wow, I feel rejuvenated. I feel inspired to create new visual stories uh, moving forward. Yeah. And, but just to clarify, you actually, it was actually the, this theme. I mean, this theme came to you as you reviewed your work or did, have you been, had that as a long-term project for last i don't know 20 years or whatever past 10 years uh it was something that i was i i to be it was it was i would be lying if i told you that this was a clear idea and it was called after all it would be a series of images of small fragments i would be lying but what i it it, it's funny because it's the same question when i when i had a band uh and I, i was producing music uh, people were asking, mm-hmm. is it the lyrics that come first or the music? And it's yeah, yeah. it's not that clear, right? The lines are blurry. The concept kind of morphed over the years. But I always knew that I was attracted by visual stories that implicated humans interacting or humans doing something. And so I guess the title came in the end of the, at the end of the process or recently. But the concept of documenting those visual stories was always present in my photography. Without yeah. even knowing that at some point I would gather all those images and create a, a little sure. zine about it. I know Har- Harvey Stein always says your, your, your work will show you, will guide you, you know, so keep looking at your work and it'll tell you where to go next. And that, that, that makes sure. sense. Yes. I, so I where are you going next? Yes, where am I going next? I'm actually going to to be in Scandinavia for the first time in my life. Oh, uh, physically, okay. Physically. Yeah. Yes. We're going uh, there next year, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So so for me, again, every time I go to a new destination, I feel uh, inspired to to again because now I have a not a theme but a a, a yeah. light or, or or lens when I look at life. Mm-hmm. Uh so I I'm I'm looking forward to document this um those visual stories that i'll find there that i'll find there but uh for me in terms of, of photography i want to invest even more time in reflecting on how can my how can my art bring something or make people feel something again not just a nice image and getting a an instant uh, feedback on it but more a body of work i guess it's part of the evolution of an artist or a photographer at some mm-hmm. point you're like okay i have all this, those nice images but how how can i create a legacy type thing not that i pretend that my images will be 
looked at uh, over the years, but just for my own personal growth, I think that this is an interesting way of seeing the next step. Maybe I'll never get there, but the hope that I can get to a point where I'm proud of the legacy of body of work that I'm that I'm producing and ultimately at some point leaving behind, that's something that uh, motivates me and drives me. Again, might not never get there, but at least the thought of getting towards that that goal is is motivating, very very motivating. So, do you see this as a tipping point in your photographic life? I think it is, and and yeah. who would have thought that a little magazine would have uh, you know bring all this reflection uh, to to the uh, to the equation and and going back to my previous body of work and being um, insightful about the next moves. Yeah, I think I think it is, um, and also sharing these great conversations like we're having today and running my own post- podcast has brought me a lot also. So I, I that's the other thing I recommend. So yes, magazines are great. But if you have the opportunity to chat with like-minded people, other photographers, other creators, it can be a very lonely type of uh, hobby or profession. Yeah. So really entice you to find those people, find those groups. And the good news is that there are creative people in every single cities. I don't care if it's a metropolitan or a small cities, there will be other people that think like you and that want to grow as an artist and so on. So find those groups, find those podcasts like Bob is running in mine, where we talk to some people that might be in your, in your area. So, uh, so to keep, to keep motivated. And I think for me that that's what I'm so proud about the, what I've built. It's not necessarily the quality of the images or the work. It's actually what it, what it brought me outside, you know, all those connections. Yeah. It's really something. Um, yeah, I love doing this and, uh, I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> like a drug huh? <laughs> yeah it is a good one you know <laughs> you can get up in the morning and yeah. feel perfectly fine <laughs> yeah, yeah that's great well fred where uh, where can people find you where can they find the find your zine well i'll start with the with the zine then uh this is available as staff pick on the blurb website so if you yeah. go there you'll see my my work uh, i'm fred ranger on that platform and on all platforms if you want to find me on more traditional social media uh, platforms, I'll be there. And also my website is fredranger.com. And as mentioned by Bob, there's a, an excellent episode with Bob himself on my podcast that you can listen to <laughs> the Visual Storytelling Podcast, and it's on all podcast platforms. Wow. Well, thanks. Thanks again. I'm glad we were able to connect. Good to see you again. See and, you. you know, appreciate you taking the time. It's a pleasure, Bub, and uh, I hope uh, we'll be able to see each other in whatever city that we end up in. Come on down. <laughs> cool. Come on down. We'll uh, we'll uh, get you some uh, Virginia fried chicken and or ham or I don't know, whatever else they make down here. <laughs> wine. We have lots of wine. Lots of wine. You got me at uh, Hello, then. <laughs> there you go. We've got a ton of wine, and it all tastes the same. <laughs> i won't go there oh no i'll probably piss somebody off all right i'll bring my own wine i'll bring some french wine or whatever uh, you know <laughs> you know what the uh the wine in the niagara valley very good is really good even the red wine it's not just yeah the wine. That, that's true that's true in a skillin yeah get their uh ice wine anyway hey i'm getting off we already ended, but anyway, we'll just take a 
say one more. I always want the, our guest to have the last word. Do your zine today and invest in your art and you'll never regret it. Your thoughts about the show go a long way in helping us decide on the guests and the subjects that we include in each episode. So please take a few moments to write a review in Apple Podcasts or whatever service you use to stream your podcasts. It helps us know if we're on the right track and it helps others to find and enjoy the show. The editor of Street Photography Magazine is Ashley Refo, and our audio engineer is Russell Boyd from WeBit Studios, found at webitstudios.co.uk. I'm Bob Patterson, and this is the Street Photography Magazine podcast, a service of Street Photography Magazine. Mm-hmm.